a lot of times people don't make it to that point where they start really feeling, you know, the momentum begin. And once that happens, it's like, it's over. This is the Begin Within podcast, where we believe real, lasting health and fitness requires you to start inside before you work out. I'm your host, Nate Slegger, and I'm here to show you behind the scenes of fitness. You already know exercise is good for you, but what about all the other things in life that affect your fitness? If you're looking for extra motivation to get started or to make sure you keep going, this is the place for you. Produced by BeginWithin.fit My guest today is Mandy Holden, who has an incredible journey when it comes to her own improvement, but also her work helping others to get to a healthier place. She'll share what got her to join a gym in the first place, but also the lessons that she has learned in supporting others as she eventually became the manager of the club where she started her personal journey. She was nationally recognized after an inspiring video she posted went viral, and she won the 2018 Manager of the Year Award within the Anytime Fitness brand. She's currently a certified personal trainer and continues to pursue her own fitness goals while supporting others with theirs. Here are a few of the themes that I would love for you to pay close attention to as uh, we have our interview with Mandy. First of all, the magic of the first two weeks. She's going to talk about the um, importance of just sticking with it for that first two weeks. So I want you to listen to that and think about how that might apply to you the next time that you work on incorporating a new habit into your life. And this idea, which we've talked about before, but she's going to talk about the importance of adding things in before you start taking them away. Listen for that. And then I think the coolest um, part of our interview the most important theme, the thing that I took away from my conversation with her is the importance of practicing getting back on the wagon, um, planning to fall off and practicing getting back on in order to keep your forward momentum going. Here's my interview with Mandy Holden. I've always been a big girl. And always um, sort of elated. Like I was always the one making jokes during PE and just like, you know, never, ever have imagined myself ever being somebody who had ever even belonged to a gym, let alone work in one ever. Um, And when in 2014, I was at the highest weight I'd ever been, which was up upwards around 420 pounds, which I don't even actually know because that's as high as my scale would go. Okay. And I'm short. So that's, I was, I'm a, I'm a big girl. Okay. Um, and I had battled my weight, battled my weight forever, but after I had my kids and I had been pregnant a couple times, I like never lost the weight on top of already being overweight. 
And it caused me to have like some severe depression, which obviously made me gain more weight. And so I found myself in this very, just very miserable and uncomfortable headspace, but also like physical discomfort. Right. And I remember I was like a stay at home mom and I was just alone a lot. And in this really negative place, you know, in my head and I knew I needed to change, but it was, I was so afraid. Um, I was certain, certain that if I ever stepped in a gym, I would be like videotaped and like made fun of. That's like a huge fear that um, people in bigger bodies have when entering a gym space, like that you're going to become the gym fail video that like goes viral, Mm. whatever. Right. So that's, that's a huge fear. So when my daughter um, had her first day of kindergarten, I wrote about this on my blog because it was like the moment that changed things for me. I had, I had known that I needed to make a change and like I had started working on um, changing my relationship with food and I had become successful with changing some habits around food and changing the way we were eating. And I knew that exercise was like the next step, but like, I didn't know what I was going to do. And so my husband and I took our daughter to her first day of kindergarten and she's our youngest. So I knew this would be like the last time we're like launching a kid off to school, you know, and it was emotional and she was like super ready to go. But when we got there, she got scared. Right. And, um, And I remember just being like, you're going to, you're strong. You can do this. You know, you don't have to be scared. We're going to be right here when you get out, blah, blah, blah. And, and here comes the teacher. She opens the door and, you know, she's like, okay, kids. And they're all like filing in. And there was just like this moment where I saw my daughter sort of just like, like just realized that it was time, you know, and I could see that she like wanted to start crying. Um, but she kind of like sucked it up and just like put her little chest out and like walked in. And I, of course, lost it. Right. My husband's like, oh, gosh. But I was just it wasn't even that she was going to kindergarten and this whole thing. I was just like so inspired by her courage. I'm like, if she can walk into that door, not knowing at this at five years old and like, yeah then I have to be worthy of being her mom. And I literally walked into Anytime Fitness that day, the closest gym to my house. It was like divine because that would be the gym that I'd end up, you know, managing. And it just changed my whole life. So when I walked in there, I literally went right from dropping off my daughter at kindergarten, right over to the gym. And I was just like sassy. I had this like whole, you know, tough, girl thing so that I don't know I couldn't they couldn't see how afraid I was I don't know but I just remember saying you better sign me up right now before I change my mind and they were like you know grabbing everything and you know what I mean and and I was in and out of there within like 15 minutes and then I like went in my car and I was like what did I just do but it wasn't before I had been signed up for a fitness consultation with a coach and even if I had changed my mind they were not going to let me they had already like, it was already like set in motion. So the rest is history, but that's, that's my story. That is, you did a nice job encapsulating it for starters. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Well, I owe my daughter a lot of credit. I'm going to have to give her royalties or something at some point because she, uh, she was the one she walked through that door and I was like, man, I have to just do this. And the coolest thing about 
being like a fitness professional in a different body is that, um, I've gotten to kind of be able to show people that it's possible, right? You don't have to wait until you're a certain weight or like, like a lot of times people think they have to like lose X amount of weight to like go start at the gym or all kinds of craziness. And it's like, no, no, no. What I would always tell people is two weeks, give me two weeks. It's two week magic. If you can just start moving just in any kind of little way, even not in a gym, like a walk or something a couple times a week, creating like a habit of movement, something happens after two weeks where you just like really start feeling yourself and you're like, yeah, I'm basically a raw athlete now. <laughs> and, like, and like, it just changes. But a lot of times people don't make it to that point where they start really feeling, you know, the momentum begin. And once that yeah. happens, it's like, it's over. It's like over at that point. So oh, cool. That is great. I, I have to imagine like, for you going through that process. And like you said, being a, you know, a fitness professional in a different kind of body mm-hmm. that you had a lot of insight that really was able to reach people, you know, like, like yeah. the one you just shared, give it two weeks. Like what, is there anything else? Like other things that stand out to you that from your perspective, well, yes, absolutely. Thank you for asking me that. Cause that's like what I get the most passionate about. It's what why I'm so grateful for my time with Anytime Fitness because our bleeding purple world, right? Really just like welcomed me with open arms and literally let me have the platform to share exactly that. Like, how can we connect with people? Like if we've never been heavy like that, like tell us what we need to know that we don't know. And that's like the coolest thing ever, right? So I would say that Um, the two week magic thing is a big deal. And also not being super, um, strict about food stuff in the beginning, because a lot of people who can resonate with my story, who have been like obese or morbidly obese, like I was struggle with disordered eating. And, um, I found personally that with, with myself, um, the more I, I tried to sort of like lock in on macros and get really strict about it in the beginning, it actually caused me more distress. Mm. So, um, uh, my biggest thing was like, instead of, um, making people focus on, um, what they need to like get rid of or stop doing, it was more about like, what can we start adding in? Like, we're not going to focus on taking anything away right now. Right. But we're going to start adding in, like making sure you're drinking water before we're drinking like sweet tea or, you know what I mean? Like just these little tiny changes, because a lot of times, like for myself, when I went in to the gym, I thought for sure it was going to be like biggest loser style. Somebody was going to be like standing on my legs while I was wall sitting and they were going to like, you know, make me only eat tilapia for the rest of my life. And, you know, you just like (laughs) get this like anxiety and for, for somebody struggles with disordered eating it, like, and nothing makes you want to retreat and go binge and like soothe yourself more than like the threat of, uh, new rules. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I found a lot of freedom by adopting intuitive eating. Right. Okay. And then as I started to make peace with my relationship with food and I started to do some of the like mind and heart work of why I had created these habits of survival with binging and all that stuff, then I was able to sort of like 
move closer to, okay, well now I can start focusing on macros. Now I can start paying attention to like how much protein. And now I can start doing some of these things because it's like not this extreme threat. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Tell, so, tell me about intuitive eating. Um, I'm curious, so intuitive, like, yeah. define that, so in, your definition of that. Yeah. Well, for me, for me, and there's a, there's an actual book, uh, titled intuitive eating that is used a lot in the, um, like eating disorder, um, support world. Um, and I don't know, I could get you like the, the actual book title and the authors and stuff. I don't know. We can can put it in the notes for sure. Um, but for me, I identify that as like really, really learning to begin the practice of checking in with myself before I'm eating. Right. So like, I'm really feeling like, oh my gosh, like I just want to go through a Taco Bell drive-thru. It's kind of like going, well, wait a minute. Am I hungry? Am I actually hungry? Did I eat? Because if I did eat, then like, I'm going to eat. And if I want Taco Bell, I can have Taco Bell. But also there's like choices you can make there that aren't going to throw you off for two weeks. Right. It's, it's, it's starting to like have little practices of, okay, if I go to a birthday party and I know I'm, I'm not going to be able to resist a cupcake, like I'm going to make a rule with myself that if I have the cupcake, I have to have protein to go with it. Right. Mm -hmm. We're not just going to eat like empty carbs. We have to pair it with the protein so that when we put it in our body, it kind of breaks down and has a little bit more balance and just like approaching food more in that way, like strategically, you know, Mm-hmm. instead of like a default, like escape button. Right. And it takes yeah. practice. Like you don't like spend 10 years gaining weight up to 400 pounds and then just like lose it overnight. P- lots of people do it. Lots of people do it. I know people who have been able to lose hundreds of pounds within a year and they're like these wild success stories and it's crazy. But then, then what? Right. Right. Then what, what yeah. happens after that? right? Oftentimes there's like damaged metabolism and the disordered eating brain just like takes over when we've reached the goal and it causes more havoc. You know what I'm saying? So it really is like, I've been, it's, it's been seven years for me since I started my weight loss journey and I'm still not at my goal weight, you know, but I've lost almost 150 pounds, but it's been like this, you know? Yeah. And so it's just kind of like surrendering every day to like, I'm just going to do what I know how to do, which is take care of myself the best way I can. And that is going to be good enough. That's the goal. That's the goal. In fact, I stopped sharing like my actual weight loss stats on my socials a couple of years ago, just because I just saw, especially as I had um, continued to grow in relationships with my members that like people like to focus on that stuff. Mm. and the successes and the progress picks and stuff like that but they don't want to pay attention to the the middle parts you know right yeah so interesting um mind and heart you mentioned like Mm -hmm. that work that you that you did and that i'm I'm like all of us you're probably still doing what i guess what tips do you have what how, how did you how did you approach that maybe to start um well, well, to be honest, uh, reading intuitive eating helped me a lot. Okay. Um, I sort of resonated with um, recognizing that like for me, uh, food was kind of an addiction, right? Mm-hmm. So I really resonate a lot with the 12 steps 
um, but not in like the traditional 12 step format, if that makes sense. Um, so when I, when I was a manager at Anytime Fitness, um, I had a support group that was really, really um, a strong community for many years. Okay. And each of the themes that we would talk about each week regarding food, nutrition, and like the inner battle was sort of loosely based on the 12 steps. And my people okay. didn't even really realize that. But there's um, something to be said for like uh, anchoring in whatever values you have and kind of using it as a compass. And so for me, it's just started being like actually taking inventory of like honest inventory. Like if I know, <clears throat> excuse me, that I've totally gone out of bounds and eaten, like, like had a binge, right? Um, because I was emotional about something. It's like being honest about that mm -hmm. and doing, doing the things to like, kind of like unpack that and be honest and not let it like, get stored away and become like this weird secret. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, mm. and it's like, like with any other recovery, it's like, you need community, you need support, you need people in your life who are holding you accountable and you have to be honest. You can't lie, you know? And that's, that's the thing. It's like, if you're going to eat the cupcake, eat the cupcake, but like, you know, let's put a strategy in place. You know, yeah. my first coach that I ever worked with, I, I actually just started working with her again okay. um, in the past couple of months, which has been so fun because we're just like training in a whole different way. But she was my first coach. And um, I remember the first year we were training, it was it was like the holidays and I was going to visit my family for Thanksgiving. And I was very concerned about it because I had had some progress and I was doing really good. And I knew that like having this big holiday, I was just I had all this fear around you know, losing control. And, um, you know, she just like spent some time talking with me about that. And she literally drew me a placemat, like a place setting, like on a piece of construction paper. She even like laminated it okay. after we, and she drew like a plate and she drew like a dessert plate. And she even like allotted me, like she drew like little spaces for like my cocktails like we made a plan of like how I was going to enjoy Thanksgiving and enjoy everything there was to eat without feeling like I was stepping out of bounds. Mm -hmm. And we laugh about it now, but it was a literal game changer. Like I took my little placemat and I was like, ah, this is, I'm sticking to this. And I didn't feel like I was missing out. Like I felt so empowered by that. And she would even say that like that, like training me was kind of a, um, a pivot point for her because she just told me a couple of weeks ago that she now as she's coaching, she doesn't like do, you know, super body composition measurements when she first meets a, a client. We're not doing like super hardcore, like step on the scale, like we're pinching and prodding and measuring. She doesn't do any yeah. of that with clients after training me because I helped influence her to coach from a different perspective because she got to see how much like anxiety and how that doesn't yeah. work for some people. So, so that's kind of special. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's an interesting strategy. I, that's yeah. cool. Thanks for sharing that. What, I, I guess, you know, and I, I'll kind of wrap up in the next few minutes here, but what, um, what advice would you give like for someone who has a plan um, and an intention, but then it doesn't 
you know, maybe they, they feel like they did lose control. And yes. Oh my gosh. That's the best the question. Rails. That is the best question because I would say that, that one of the biggest things I've learned and the biggest obstacle that I have faced continually in seven years is falling off track, falling yeah. off track and what you do with that. And that is like, as, as a person who is still on my journey and also as a person who, um, whose job it is to come alongside people on their journey. That is the biggest thing I hear all the time. I used to be so fit. I, I lost all this weight and I was killing it and I did so good. And then, you know, I fell off and I, I was too embarrassed to come back. And it's like three years later, they finally mm -hmm. mustered the courage or whatever. It's so common. I hear that all the time, no matter if you have to lose a hundred pounds or 10 pounds, that is the thing that always trips people up the most. And I would say that embracing that you're going to fall off the wagon, it's going to happen, knowing it's going to happen is the key. Because okay. then when you, when it happens, you know that all you have to do is just get right back on. Okay. And like practicing that, like it's a habit that you have to practice just like working out it's reps, right? Oh, wow. It's re okay. reps on reps. Like yeah. when we, when we have a crazy weekend and we, you know, yeah. or when we, when we skip a week or two of working out, if, if, if you're like in a habit where you're just like not feeling it. And then it's like, you kind of get the all or nothing thing. Well, I've already screwed up. Once you like cross over, right. It's like, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just gonna, I'll just eat everything I want. And sorry, I'll eat everything I want and get it all out of my system because I'm going to start again Monday. Right. And then Monday never comes momentum, momentum, momentum. So like, if you just plan, like there's going to be a time where you fall off the wagon and all you have to do is simply decide right now we're starting again. And usually for me, I don't know about anybody else, but for me, that always starts with water. I know that water focusing on my water intake is like the master reset, right? It makes me feel instantly back in control. I'm like, okay, I know that um, I've been off track. Uh, I'm going to start today with getting a gallon of water in. And that's like what I'm going to focus on. And as soon as I start getting hydrated again, I'm like, all right, I got this. And it's like momentum is going back in the other direction, yeah. you know, oh. but it's like a train. It's like when a train is going full speed ahead, right? You can't just stop it and get it going back in the other direction like that. Yeah. You have, it kind of has to slow down and then get back going in the other direction. And so for me, finding a little trick or something to like make it a turn back point is for me, it's water. Okay. And for like, for, for coaches out there, it's like finding out what that could be for the people you're working with is crucial mm. because yeah. sometimes it's just redirecting a person back to their why, yeah. you know? Like, like if it were me coaching me back when I started, I would redirect her to that, her daughter in that kindergarten room and be like, Hey, remember that? Let's get back there mentally, you know? Yeah. Um, but cool. accepting and like knowing it's going to happen. It's like, you're right. not going to start the fitness journey and have, and just be on it. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> I love that idea of the rep of like you know and I have that mental picture when you said that of getting back on the wagon like that's the that's good like practice that yeah that's the rep that maybe matters the most right like yes get good at that because it's gonna yes. happen <laughs> yeah it's gonna happen it cool. absolutely will happen just like what you know not every workout is like the best workout you've ever had I don't walk out of the gym every time going oh my gosh I'm a fitness yeah. queen like sometimes it just sucks <laughs> you know, sometimes it's just like foam rolling and like not, not fun stuff. 
Yeah. You know, but then other times you get like, you know, you get that like PR and you're just like, oh, I'm an athlete, you know, and it's like, <laughs> uh, but, but it's the same with like food, nutrition, the whole thing. And it's like, that's why I love your, you know, the, the, the energy behind your podcast, because it really does begin with it. Right. People think working out is the hardest part. It is not right. I'm here to tell you, I've worked out with hundreds of more pounds on my body. It is not the hardest part. The hardest part is mentally like overcoming your doubt and your, um, your fear telling, like trying to talk you out of it all the time. Yeah. You know? Awesome. And it's reps. It's reps, dude. It's I reps. like it. I like it. Um, last question. If you were going to give advice to someone who hasn't started yet, they have yet to begin. What would you, what would you tell them? Ooh, I would say do let's pick something that you can do that you can commit to doing for two weeks. Okay. That's what I would say. Two week magic, dude. I swear by it. Okay. Even if it's just, you know, it could be something as little as, um, kicking your feet on the couch during a commercial while you're watching TV, some kind of movement, any kind of movement at all. It doesn't have to be like crazy in the gym to start. It could be anything, but committing to a thing for two weeks. That is what I swear by. Okay, cool. That'll stick with us for sure. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Mandy Holden. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for all you're doing. I appreciate it. That was awesome. Wasn't it? Um, I want to mention that I am going to link to Mandy's blog in the show notes, mandyholden.com, as well as the book that she recommended to me during our conversation, Intuitive Eating. So if you want to follow up on those things, those links will be in the show notes. Let's talk about those three themes just briefly, the first couple, and then we'll spend a little bit more time on the third because I think it is so, so important for us. Um, First of all, two weeks. You heard it from her. That's what she recommends. Um, If you are trying something new, a new workout routine, a new, you know, habit when it comes to the way that you're eating, give it two weeks. Commit to the first two weeks and see what happens. That's a great time frame to just reflect on how things are going and then make adjustments going forward. But commit to sticking with it for the first two weeks to give yourself some time to notice the changes. The other theme I asked you to listen for is really simple. Add things in before you take them away. So often when it comes to making changes, we think about the things that we should stop doing, the things that we should cut out, that we should take away. It's much more comfortable for us to add healthy things in. And as we do that, those will gradually push those other unhealthy habits out of our life. So focus on adding good things in, keeping things positive, and that will help you to keep your forward momentum going. And then lastly, which I, again, I think was such a cool point that she brought out, was get good at getting back on the wagon. That's just part of the process. Plan to fail. Know that at some point, 
multiple times throughout your journey of becoming a better version of yourself for the rest of your life, there's going to be setbacks. There's going to be times you don't follow through. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have bad days. The reps that really count, the times when we really move forward in becoming that person that we want to be are the times we put forth the effort to get back up. So when you have an opportunity to do that, celebrate it. Realize it in the moment. Hey, this is an opportunity for me to get stronger as I get back up. I love framing it in that way. That way it's not discouraging when you come home from a vacation or from a fun night out or whatever. It's an opportunity to get better at the rep that really matters, the repetition of getting back to doing things the way that you want to do them, the way that the person you want to be wants to do them. So seize those opportunities, celebrate them, and the next time that you have it, take advantage of it. And that's how we can all keep our forward momentum going in this process, in our individual in fitness journeys. Hey, I want to thank you so much for spending some time here with me today. If there's anything that I can do to support you, or if you wouldn't mind just letting me know how this podcast is serving you, shoot me an email, nate at beginwithin.fit. I will talk to you soon. If you are tired of feeling frustrated and disappointed with fitness and you're ready to get on the path to being the healthy person you want to be, just go to beginwithin.fit and click the Join Our Challenge button. We can't wait to support you in your fitness journey and help you to get the results you deserve.